Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Autofocus. Today we're going to be talking about lucid dreams, all about them. This is a part one episode because our part two is going to be, we're going to try to do a lucid dream and we'll explain what exactly that is and share our experience. So without further ado, Ben, present our topic. All right. So uh, Nick said we're talking about lucid dreams today, um, but many of you might be asking, what is a lucid dream? Now, a lucid dream is pretty much just like a regular dream, but you can control it. Most of the time, like you're just watching it play out or like you don't do anything at all, right? But a lucid dream, you actually get to control your dream. You have full power over pretty much everything. You can do whatever you want. A lot of people use it to do like fantasies or have powers. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, how how many times do you think you've done it accidentally before? Um, (laughs) if any, it'd be one, but probably none. Yeah, I think I've done it accidentally, I think maybe five times. It's, they say it's hard to do. You have to have a lot of patience and it takes like meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, by the way, I'm just getting most of this information from a website, uh, called sleepfoundation.org. So if you do want to learn more, go visit that. Uh, if we do not cover everything that you want to know. Um, so pretty much lucid dreaming has been studied a lot and people still don't fully understand it. Yeah. Uh, pe- and they people fully that... don't understand dreams and what they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dreams are really a mystery. Like, when you go to sleep, your mind, like, your body kind of shuts down, but your mind is more active than ever. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I, I even have a point to add. We we fully don't understand consciousness as well. So, yeah, this is a, this is a deep topic that goes past us. Yeah, the brain really is. Like, it's incredible at how much it does mm-hmm. within, like, literally milliseconds not even like even shorter amounts of time like you have you can controls your body controls like breathing heart like heart rate and so much stuff just does that instantaneously it's you amazing don't even just have to, to think, think about it. it yeah i'm quoting my brother here he says that he thinks we're conscious just to be the ones experiencing the universe and i think that's mainly the hippie in him but i kind of agree with that hmm so go on, Ben. All right. All right. So dreaming mainly takes place like when you're in deep sleep. It's called REM. Like there's different layers of sleep. Yeah, they call and, it different stages. Yeah, different stages. And dreaming happens when you're in REM. That's like really deep sleep. Um, and during REM, like you could have uh, – like during like REM and lucid dreaming, just dreaming in general, like you could still like – move around a bit like you there's usually like rapid eye movement uh so like but you're asleep so (laughs) it's usually just like you looking around in your dream and stuff with your eyes moving um so like and so there's different stages of sleep as nick said uh and the first of three stages is non-rapid eye movement nrem sleep um, so that, and that's, that's like, what REM stands for, rapid eye movement, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought it was just something um, nerdy and scientific. That's that's so weird mm-hmm. how they classify like your difference. Did that? I mean, I think that truly shows how little we know. <laughs> yeah, like it, like you assume that REM stands for something like really scientific. Like I don't know, I don't even know what they like, think, but just rapid eye movement is all it stands for. Because like you're you know you're in the dreaming stage in REM. That's really weird. Um, yeah. So and then uh, there's a different section in the article called "How Lucid Dreams Are Studied," um, and pretty much they're just like tracking your brain waves, like not your brain waves, but like your brain activity. They're tracking your brain activity, uh, and they ask them to. They ask like they when they do these tests on people, they ask people to perform tests throughout the day that um, will make them be able to different 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 differentiate there you go. i think i said it yeah <laughs> uh between sleeping and awake so like this is another way to well not another way there's like a way to make you realize that you are in a lucid dream so they'll have like for example if you're awake they'll have you like i don't know clap your hands or something like that um and then like and then to make you self-aware during a dream so you know that it is in fact a dream like they'll have you do the same exact task, um, but it'll just like it'll have a different outcome. Then you'll know, okay, I'm in a dream. I'm not awake. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that's like that's an oh, that's a sing- like that's one of the methods that they use for people to lucid dream. Um, and then there's this other one that seems to be the most common method. Uh, I'm trying to. I'll try and pronounce this right. Mnemonic induction of lucid dreams. Um, so pretty much this technique uh, is you go to sleep, right? And then you set a timer for, let's say, five or six hours oh, Yeah, later. I've heard this before. Yeah. And then pretty much what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to fall asleep, right? And then the alarm will wake you up. Then once the alarm wakes you up, you're going to want to stay awake for at least half an hour to 120 minutes. And then go into like a deep meditation. Yeah. Like don't look at your phone or anything like that. Just think, I guess. And then you're going to want to fall back asleep. And then this seems to be the most effective way of uh, lucid dreaming, of being able to lucid dream and enter that stage of lucid dreaming. Yeah. They, um, they say around like three to like four, three to five a.m. is usually. Uh, where people's go into the REM state, mm-hmm. um, and you can you can self induce it to yourself, but it takes it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice, even getting to that point because you have you have to be able to meditate first, and kind of yeah, like a lot have of self control. A lot of this is just you and your like your mind, as i don't know how it's to phrase game. this but like, it's just yeah it's you and your mind you have to master your mind um so and then if i can there's like one more method that it, that requires um like someone else to be there uh or if you could set up i guess you but um it's called external stimulation right. so pretty much this technique involves flashing lights and other stimuli that are active while the subject is an REM sleep and pretty much uh, what people think or what people have been testing is that this will make the 
person who is in REM and who's sleeping, it will incorporate the stimuli into their dreams and it will trigger their lucid dreams because then they know, okay, wait, I'm dreaming that's happening outside of my dream. It's happening in reality. Yeah, that, so then that they'll be able to scientific. Yeah. Oh no, it's <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. These are all like, these are all ways that scientists are studying lucid dreaming. This is to get the people into that state of lucid dreaming. These are ways that also probably you could get into lucid dreaming. I'd um, say the second method is most likely the best and easiest, but why, why yeah. don't you explain some of the dangers? What are, what are some of the dangers of lucid dreaming? Yeah, lucid dreaming, good or bad for you. So lucid dreaming, um, there's a big debate over whether lucid dreaming is beneficial or harmful to your mental health. Um, researchers argue that creating lucid dreams intentionally blurs the lines between daydreaming and reality, and this can have negative implications for one's long-term mental health. Lucid dream therapy is shown to be largely ineffective for some groups, such as people with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. Um, and others, other researchers have introduced another problem with lucid dreams. They're potentially disruptive to sleep, since lucid dreamers are so lucid dreams are associated with higher levels of brain activity. It has been suggested that these dreams can decrease sleep quality and have a negative effect on people's hygiene. Yeah, I read that right. <laughs> Frequent lucid dreams could potentially restructure a sleeper's sleep-wake cycle, which in turn may affect emotional regulations, memory consolidation, and other aspects of day-to-day -day life linked to sleep health. Additionally, people with nar I don't, I'm not sure how to say this. Narcopsy? Oh, I'm sorry. That some kind of disorder. Yeah, it is a disorder. Um, I don't know how to say it, but... Uh, Pretty much the phenomenon of becoming aware that dreams state during dreaming has been demonstrated to be therapeutic. Yeah, but it's pretty much like lucid dreaming, but it's a nightmare. Like you still have control, but you also do not have control. Yeah, you're aware you're um, in a dream, but you can't paralysis. wake up. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. People describe yeah. it as the worst nightmare you will ever have. Mm -hmm. A sleep disorder characterized by extensive daydreaming, sleepiness, and irresistible sleep attacks are more likely to experience frequent lucid dreams. Yeah, uh, sleep paralysis yeah, is basically, it's the state of dreaming and consciousness. It's the in-between, and it can get very dangerous for, for mm -hmm. not physically, because dreaming is That's essentially, it's essentially a safe place. But, mm -hmm. um, for most but sleep paralysis can scare you on the brink of death, because it, like, people have seen monsters, demons, but, like, it, it feels real. So, since mm -hmm. you're on the boundaries of consciousness, it's almost like it's real, and you feel that it's real. Mm -hmm. That that could bring up a lot of other, like just mental mental issues. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine being stuck in a dream state where you know your dream, but you can't wake up, and you know something bad's about to happen, and you're gonna have that bad thing happen to you, but you just can't do anything about it. That's essentially what what that is, yeah, and like I've that's seen, the dangerous part of it. I've seen some comments on YouTube about um, a guy he he tried he tried to die in a dream to see what would happen, and personally, I'd like to see what would happen as well.
but a lot of times um, your body, since it doesn't know what happens after you die, you'll just wake up because that, that's usually the natural response. But sometimes in mm-hmm. some cases, um, it can get to a point where your body simulates what happens after you die. And that could either be nightmares or ascending. It mm-hmm. it varies in not what you think, but what your what your subconscious thinks, and that's that's the scary part about dying in a dream is because you don't know if your body's just gonna wake you up. Big risk. Keep you there. Yeah, that's that's really scary to think about. Yeah, so that is a risk of lucid dreaming. Like, sure, enjoy enjoy lucid dreaming if you can do it, and but make sure you know when when to you know give it a break when to you know call it quits because it could get <laughs> could get pretty bad yeah i wouldn't say um, repeatedly i wouldn't say yeah, repeatedly maybe like i say maybe try it out times, once every few month. times a month yeah like just don't overdo it because mm-hmm. you can mess with those balances of chemicals in your brain and that's never good for anyone mm-hmm that's when it can get dangerous. I think uh, some some people have tried to link uh, people's death to lucid dreams, but it's been other things. So, you know, you you can't. There's been actually. I think there's no instances. I think there's been one rare instance where a person has has died while dreaming, but that's because mm-hmm. of. Uh, I think it was some kind of disease. So when you're dreaming, you're truly in a safe place, and I think that's that's cool that your body will torture your own brain and then you'll wake up yeah the idea of consciousness uh, is so weird like it it goes so deep like if we like, we couldn't even begin to dissect it we don't even know where like we don't even know enough or where to start and we don't know how deep it goes because you got your subconscious you got like your consciousness obviously should have started that um but then like there's some people say that there's like another layer of like sub subconsciousness. Yeah. Which that's interesting to think about. And we truly don't know how, how far it can go. I think like, uh, I want to go into genetics and I think doing work Mm -hmm. with genetics by dissecting our own DNA, I think we can find out everything about our body. I, you, you know how Elon Musk is doing the, like the brain link or whatever he's calling. He's calling it something. Neuralink. Yeah, Neuralink. badass. Yeah. Um, and he's doing that, but it's like kind of using AI to help people. I think mm-hmm. what we should be focusing on is how like uh, how genetics and how you can use like viruses and build viruses to help people. I think going from the inside and helping from there is a lot better of a choice is there such a thing as a good virus because i know there's such thing as a good bacteria yeah there's such thing as like a good virus well uh, a lot of labs are developing them now because a lot of it is just understanding how to build one and then make it Mm -hmm. like you we can build it we can build a virus right now we can build a virus yeah but we can't to my knowledge we can't yet engineer it to do what we want and I think that goes that goes along with the extent of our mind is we, we fully don't understand everything about our body yet. And until we do so, um, understanding 
other things around us is going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Especially like, and you think, <laughs> I don't want to really bring this background, but then you think like once we fully can like max out human efficiency in like our planet and you got to think about space. Yeah. So again, I don't want to bring background to aliens until we have another alien episode. Um, you can go a little bit into yeah. it now. What are your yeah, thoughts? you got to think about it. Like, if there's other life out there, which there probably is, um, and then you think they've reached Earth and, like, contacted Earth or something like that, you have to think, how evolved are they compared to us? And you think, what did they go through? Uh-huh. Right? Did they have a society like us that would eventually that they kind of discovered how to unlock their full mind or something like that, and then they were able to build spaceships or whatever. I don't know. And then time, and then you can go even deeper than that, which I'm opening up the rabbit yeah. hole now that we'll talk about at a later date. But you talk about time and what is relative to them because we we already know that time is mainly relative. So we so say a human lifespan, they live a hundred years. That's their lifespan. And seconds are relative to them. That's time is relative, but as um, as a being that could live five hundred years or millions of years as their entire lifespan, time is relative to them. So a second could be less than a millisecond for them. A day could be a millisecond for them. So the the relativity of time, you know, these people could have been around for way longer than us over trillions of years but it's they're as old as us in the retrospective time so it's just it's it's crazy to think about the relativity of time yeah and then you think like too if you look at a star then like what you're seeing isn't happening currently what you're seeing could be millions of years old or billions of years old because just like that's how the light works as because these things are light years away from us and then once the light finally reaches us, what we're seeing is not what's there. Like in even our own sun, it takes eight minutes for the light of our sun to reach our planet. So if the sun exploded, we wouldn't know until like eight minutes later. Uh-huh. Consciousness. Right. Oh. Weird topic. Yeah. It's a lot of places that you can go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and dream- one place that I'm going to bring it. Yeah, go. Is back to lucid dreaming. <laughs> is back to lucid dreaming, what this episode's about. Because we got a bit off topic there, and we got really deep. Um, yeah, so I think quickly before we wrap this episode up, um, kind of want to talk about more ways that you could get into lucid dreaming. Unless, Nick, you wanted to add something quickly. No. All yours. Okay. All right, cool. So, um, one way is you could optimize your bedroom for sleeping, you know, like make sure it's dark, maybe like put, put like a bag over your window or something. So light doesn't leak through, make sure you don't have any night lights on, just make a really comfortable sleeping environment for yourself. Yeah. Organized. Um, then, yeah. Another thing you could do is assess your reality, like throughout the day, just do a little reality test. 
and check your environment to confirm whether you are asleep or awake, even though even if you think you are awake. Um, just do little checks. That uh, is so, creepy. Yeah, because in a dream environment, uh, in a dream environment, it could look very similar or exactly like to your awake environment, right? So, but there will be some inconsistencies and distortions compared to reality. Like you've always seen a dream where it doesn't look quite right. Um, but by for, by performing these little reality checks, um, you could just you know, you could acquire the ability to test reality to see if you're really awake or if you're in a dream. That okay. is confusing. Uh-oh. Next one is, uh, like I mentioned before, the MILD method, uh, which is the one where you set an alarm and wake up five hours later, half an hour to 120 minutes, and then you go back to sleep. Uh, so there's that method. That is the, that move it, that method is proven to be highly effective, um, which I haven't tried it just because I'm in a house with four other people and two dogs, right? So if I set an alarm for like, I don't know, like four in the morning, I don't think anyone's going to be too happy with me. <laughs> but um, I'll try and do that. Uh, then another thing you you could do is keep a record of your dreams. So it's, sometimes you don't remember your dreams, but usually as soon as you wake up, you have fresh idea in your head of what your dream is right so you're just gonna want like grab a notebook grab your laptop just write it down write your dreams down right and why is that why would you write them down um so pretty much if you keep a log of your dreams it'll allow you to recognize your dreams more easily once you fall asleep and then that could help trigger lucid dreams because again it's all about realizing that you are in that dream state and that you have the power there Ah. Like you said before, yeah, it's a mental game. So pretty much it'll just help you recognize when you're in a dream just because you're tracking down everything. Like when you wake up in your dreams, you're writing it all down. So you'll kind of look for those similarities. So Okay, so it's like the recognition mm-hmm. of everything. That's cool. Yeah. And then like a very ineffective method, but it works for some people, is the power of suggestion. And that suggestion is of yourself. So pretty much like you're telling yourself before you go to bed, I'm going to lucid dream. I'm going to lucid dream, right? And again, uh, I've tried this. I don't think it's that effective, but you could try it, you know? Um, I wouldn't think that would work. Yeah. I don't think your mind cares. (laughs) (laughs) Unless like you've been meditating for years or something like that, then go ahead, give it a try. But even if you haven't, just give it a try, you know? Uh, and then, like, the another one is expensive, but, like, portable devices that will induce lucid dreams, which I don't even understand how these kind of work, but I'll try and explain. So, pretty much, it'll be, like, in the form of a sleep mask or a heart band. So, and it'll, like, produce a noise, it'll produce a flash, or just, like, pretty much a stimulation, uh... And cues that will act as auditory, visual, and or tactile stimuli. And that will kind of, again, make you realize, hey, there's a reality outside of this. I am in a dream. So, again, most of these are just connecting back to that one thing. You got to realize that you're in a dream. You got to realize that you have power there. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then. Uh, another one which 
again, I think it was kind of an effective method, but it's experimenting with games. So some studies have shown that link between playing video games and frequency and control of lucid dreams. So somehow they're linked. Uh, I'm assuming that this is because like when you have interactive video games, uh, it's kind of like, I guess, in a way, dreaming. But yeah. not. Yeah. But I, again, I'm not really sure of the effectiveness of that one. So. Yeah. Then, pretty sure that's it. And again, we want to warn you, I would only, if you get good at inducing yourself into a lucid dream, don't do it more than once a month or twice yeah. a month because it can get to a point where your reality is so close to it's such on the edge of between reality and sleep that you some a lot of times i think people have gone into a state of where they can't tell the difference and that's where things get scary and mm-hmm. then it's sleep paralysis and everything all the dangers of it so before doing any of this just address yourself and prepare yourself because it's a very real concern of uh of sleep paralysis and, yeah. and then again there's, like, there's just the health aspects of it too not only mental but like it'll throw off your sleep cycle and it'll pretty much make your brain work more even though no, your brain's supposed to be resting during that time you know you're supposed to be regenerating your energy for the next day so like again that could also uh, that's also another downside of it so yeah okay Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, you really are amazing. Um, Today's episode, we talked about lucid dreaming. Uh, Next episode might be another Into the Darkness episode, which uh, I think a lot of people enjoyed. Uh, And we also enjoyed it a lot because we got to just literally have fun with our friends. Um, So, yeah. So, like, just look out for another Into the Darkness episode soon. Um, But, yeah. If you again, if you made it this far, thank you so much. All right, make sure to follow down below. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on any podcast platform that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you can get it. We're probably there. Just look up at look up autofocused. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias as well. We have an Instagram autofocused podcast with underscores in between each word. Each word. Sorry. Uh, we have a Twitter, autofocused55 is our at. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening once again. This is the end of the episode. Goodbye.